Okay, welcome to the second part of feeding, because we have spoken about feeding stage one, if you want to call it that, formula, breastfeeding, etc. And now we are moving on to solids and feeding stage two. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We have taken a bit of a break, which you can blame me for. I just really needed some time to relax and take a step back from everything that I've been doing. But I'm so excited to talk about stage two feeding because it has been a journey with my two kids and a fun one. I think when you get to feeding babies outside of like formula and breastfeeding, it's really exciting. You're like, what are they going to like? How should I do this? And you get all the books and stuff, but really it all ends up happening on its own and it's a fun, it's fun, a fun experience. But also it's different with every child, which I didn't expect. I thought that it would be hard and fast rule. This is what you do. This is what they eat. And even this is the way they eat it, but it's not like mm. that at all, is it? Yeah. And Karen, that is like your go-to line. I thought it was going to be the same with all kids and then <laughs> it was not. Oh, I know. Surprise. You would think I know. by like baby number three, I would know that, but. That's what I was going to say. But no, once you've had three babies, you assume that one, like I have, I don't have three, but I assume that when you get to three, like one of them has to be similar to the other, but you're proving me wrong now. So <laughs> I'm in for a shock if I ever have a third. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but I wanted to kind of start way back at the beginning. Generally, um, if you listen to the previous episode or you know about our kids, um, with the boys, I did a mixture of breastfeeding and formula, which does have an impact on how they react to being introduced to food as well, I would say. Um, whereas you, Lex, you've um, pretty much solely breastfed, is that right? Yeah, I yeah. breastfed both of mine. Yeah, that's cool. Which was, um, yeah, which was good. <laughs> Hard work. I'm sure they'll thank you for it in the future. Yes. Um, and yeah, for my kids, uh, we very much started introducing into the formula because it was bottle based. Um, around the six month mark when they were not completely satisfied with the formula we started putting a little bit of baby rice into the formula which was filling up their tummies a bit more and we did that for a month or so before we started on other foods like fruits and pureed vegetables and things. Yeah and you and I both worked with the same company of pureed food for a while in England (laughs) because we both had winter in Hudson (laughs) yeah I forgot about that yeah that was that was funny um that was dramatic (laughs) yeah I know I mean with Jonah I did um have the these grand ideas of being able to uh produce all organic fresh fruit and vegetable meals for him and freeze them and things um But as the other kids have come along, we have relied on pouch food a lot more. And I'm aware of the environmental impact that that might have now, actually. Um, And so 
when Jonah and Winter would have um, sort of ready meals for their age, I just give Fox what we're having and it saves on mm. the packaging and waste and stuff. And also because he's the third child, we we kind of leave him to, to fend for himself. Um, not really, but a little bit. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, with the, with the fruit puree and stuff, um, that is the best place to start. I mean, did you introduce baby rice? Like, sort of rice pudding no. sort of stuff no see I'm the opposite neither of my kids liked purees or pouches but we also did baby led weaning with both of them so we just okay. kind of put food on their plate and I know for some parents that's so terrifying because they can choke and it definitely was at moments kind of scary like oh what are they gonna do but I think I I had a book surprise and I followed it pretty closely, but I—I I mean, both my kids did baby led weaning, and Hudson—he, they both—they both also nursed until they were twenty-one months, between nineteen and twenty-one months, they started eating more food. But because of that, they were mostly breastfed until they were like, they didn't start really eating food as like pure meals until they were probably between twelve and sixteen months, both of them, because they just weren't really interested. Mm. Presley was way more food interested than Hudson, but Hudson was like, nah, I'll just have boob. Like we yeah. tried so hard to get him to eat. But then, it, you know, if you follow me, you know that Hudson also had a severe dairy allergy that wasn't diagnosed. And so he probably was getting sick or feeling sick when he was eating food because we had no idea and just was more comfortable nursing, which, you know, also has a huge impact in that situation. Whereas Hudson Presley was like, yeah, I'm just going to eat anything and everything. And we had to be so careful because she would put like 15 of everything in her mouth and you turn around mm-hmm. like and any everything on her plate would just be in her mouth. And you're like, no, 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 spit it out, spit it out. So we yeah. had to give her like one pea mashed at a time, like one slightly mashed sweet potato. But yeah, <laughs> with the purees, we did try them, but they both just spit them out. They weren't interested. I don't know if it was the texture or what, but yeah, baby led weaning worked better for us. And one thing that I sort of remembered ongoing is the phrase that's used a lot with weaning, which is food before one is just for fun. Mm -hmm. And actually, they don't need those vitamins and nutrients because they're getting them from their milk. And um, although their appetite may be growing, if you are finding it an uphill struggle, there's no pressure for you to um force feed them these foods because you feel yeah. like you should because also don't forget that brands um and big companies who are trying to sell you these foods are trying to get your money and you yeah. do not need to listen to them you can listen to your children and yourself and your instinct if yes. they look healthy and they're you know fine and happy in themselves you know they're not starving and you know that you don't have to do that And that's, you know, that's what we did. I definitely, for both my kids, picked up on cues. Like Hudson was never grabbing at our food. He was never like wanting to eat stuff off our plate. And so, you know, we waited a really long time before starting him on any type of solids outside of breast milk. I think his first actual like taste of real food, like on a plate was like nine or 10 months. And I didn't, I didn't really feel bad about that because he just wasn't showing signs of interest. And I, you know, you have to listen to your baby. Whereas Presley by like, you know, seven months was like, I want to eat that in your hand and I'm going to get it out of your hand. And so we would mm. give her little bits and like, you know, off our plate. And that's another strict rule that I followed is I try to give the kids whatever we're eating just in a baby way, because I don't yeah. want to be the mom who has to cook like 18 different meals for my kids and, my, and us. Like 
they have learned that they get to eat what we eat. I do like child it, <laughs> cut it up differently, maybe put something else on it, but like we're all going to eat the same thing. And it's been like that since they were little. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I could just sort of organize our ramblings, if I could just break up this segment into if someone's listening and they are thinking about starting, first of all, what would you say were the key signs for you to um, that, that kind of made you feel that they were ready for, for more solid food? Um, first and foremost, from the beginning, I ignored this idea that you have to start cooking on solids at six months because I think that that's a lot of propaganda from, like you said, companies who really want you to buy their food. So mm-hmm. for me, I was looking for are they able, I mean, you know, are they able to hold their head up, but God help me, you know, <laughs> please don't be your kid if your kid's not <laughs> holding their head up. But yeah, like it, he was able mm-hmm. to hold his head up way before and Presley before they, they were eating food. But like I said, Presley was grabbing at our food constantly, like wanting to put it in her mouth. You know, she, I mean, I guess generally just that she just wanted in her mouth. She was, if she was nursing at the table and there was food, she was more interested in wanting to get what was around her. Like if people were eating and chatting, she wanted that. She wasn't interested in my boob. You know, she wanted the real food. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I was fine with that. She still nursed till she was 19 yeah. months. But for me, it was more like physical cues. Okay, she's acting like she wants to eat food. But then I know some kids do that at like five months. My kids just happen to wait a lot longer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, there's a really useful guide on and I'm, I'm sure that there's an equivalent if you could find it, Lex, for um, it, the NHS UK. They've got like a start for life weaning guide month by month. And it kind of gives you an idea of what they should be doing at that sort of time. So like around six months, it says um, start weaning on single vegetables and fruits like um sweet potatoes brilliant parsnip broccoli like the sweeter ones um carrot apple or pear you can stew them and and puree them and then also like what i did you can mix uh the baby rice which you can get in little boxes with your baby's normal milk so that fills them up where it's like a porridge so you can either do it um sort of weak enough that you can just have it in the bottle they can drink it or you could make it into like a, a porridge and then use the spoon but um one of the things that they do say is to be very careful with um foods that could trigger an allergic reaction so i'm sure that you know all about this so you know be careful with cow's milk stay away from that at the moment um peanuts eggs um peanuts yeah shellfish fish i mean you wouldn't be feeding your child oysters or like here have this um shop shell crab (laughs) Make sure, make yeah, sure you know, chew exactly. it. <laughs> a lobster. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and that's very similar to what we did. Um, you were talking about child-led weaning. And I have to say that for me, uh, when uh, Jonah started weaning, I was absolutely terrified mm. of the idea of him choking because I had a bad experience with my niece choking on like a hard boiled sweet once. And it was just horrible. But um, as I've become more confident in what, sorry about my children. Uh, As I've become more confident in uh, what my children are capable of eating and things, I have 
um, brought in that independence a little bit earlier yeah. every time. Um, I will be honest, I'm still very nervous about them eating grapes and uh, hot dogs because just mm-hmm. of the size of them, like I have to chop them up into a million pieces, but I feel really nervous even if they're cut in half. <laughs> like I, I have to like, if they're at like a kid's party or something, I will take them away and chop them up like loads more because I'm so paranoid about it. But with the choking thing, they're very good at sorting themselves mm. out, aren't they? Yeah, like, and that's the other thing is, I think what a lot of people don't know is that when they're really young, they have their gag reflex is so far up in their mouth to protect them, you know, because that's mm-hmm. it's literally so far up in their mouth so that they gag way earlier than when it gets like for us it has to be like in the back of our throat before we gag but for babies their gag reflex is much further up i mean i was much more mm-hmm. nervous with hudson but after being after watching hudson and seeing the way he did it with presley i was like you know i felt like i was an expert she was like ch- she was like munching on dried mangoes like chewing it and like teething on dried mangoes wow and, you know, even things like bananas, you just – I would peel it down to a certain point and then she could hold the bottom so she wasn't getting messy and just kind of, like, gnaw on the banana. And things like broccoli, she was yeah. so – Presley was just my eater, man. But she was so good. She would just eat all the soft top of the broccoli off and, you know, oranges yeah. and fruits that they can just suck the juice out of. It's all these different textures and stuff. Like, for me, that was important mm-hmm. just to make sure that they were getting – like, with purees, it's kind of – the same but being able to mm-hmm. you know taste different things and different textures I was a picky eater and so I was like I'm gonna make sure my kids like aren't <laughs> yeah like I said yeah, I totally I get, get that. like people would see the things my kids were eating they're like oh my gosh like isn't she young to have that massive like stick of broccoli in her mouth and I'm like no it's a personal preference I mean for people who think it's scary and it is scary you know it can definitely be scary yeah but it's a I think like everything else in parenting it's totally a personal preference thing I think it is yeah I mean for me um I just I it was different for each of them like I was very puree happy with Jonah and then with Winter he's he became more independent because he would have a pouch and then he would like do it himself and then he really liked blueberries so I would you know get him on those and uh with Fox uh you know he has a t-bone state (laughs) he um he is uh yeah I've been far more open to taking his lead and sometimes he'll that's what I was gonna say how have you found it how much yeah like I've found that he is his ability is higher than I (laughs) I gave him credit for. I thought that actually he wouldn't be able to do these things, and he totally yeah, so you've is. You kind of done both. Um, mm-hmm. But I still hover yeah. around him. Like I mean, you can't leave your in any <laughs> circumstance. I don't care what parent you are. You should never leave your baby alone eating anything if it's a solid or a, a, a yeah. puree. You know, it's mm. you know, it's, that, it's yeah, not the right exactly. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly what sort of stuff did you get like utensils spoons oh my gosh see my mom used to make fun of me because I I didn't really have anything with Hudson and I would never use a bib because I just found bibs or like what do you call them again you call them bibs yeah like bibs they just got on my nerves and mm-hmm. they everything got messy anyway and mom was like I guess your generation doesn't use bibs anymore and I was like 
not really. I just find them really annoying. But I, yeah. I did I did have a high chair um, with both kids to avoid making a mess. But somehow, you know, food still got everywhere. Yeah. And I didn't have any fancy like spoons or forks. I just got like the baby spoons and forks. I did love um, they have those little like mesh bags that you can put fruit in. And they can like mm-hmm. chomp on them and have like it like the fruit. I love those. And I loved making little – I would make like breast milk frozen lollipop, like frozen lollies that they oh, could yeah. like when they were teething or just during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I would make those for when they were teething, which I know isn't totally related, but I loved doing that. because I would also really- feel nervous giving a giving – It's not like a lot. They have the baby one. They have the baby ones. Yeah, even although that's I'm like what stressed. they're for. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's just I don't know. Me. That's okay. I don't know. I did it, guys. <laughs> but no, yeah, I did that. But I didn't have. I never spent money on anything. I mean, they had their baby cups and they would drink their water because mm-hmm. I never did milk for either one of them. And they had like a plate and a fork. Yeah, and that's about it. I never. But you know, if you've listened to this for a while, like we were also you know, broke. And they also have a ton of different things now that they didn't have when five years ago when Hudson Mm -hmm. was a baby. Now I know they have like cool forks and spoons to like help them eat. But for me, I was like, pick it up with your hand. Like you're one, like Mm -hmm. explore, like feel it in your fingers, put it in your mouth. Like it's okay to get dirty. Again, it's like all these different textures, but that's just me. I really didn't use anything. I didn't even introduce a fork really until they were a little bit older. And then, you know, Kind of no, I out. agree. Um, I think that being able to explore that with their hands is really important. Um, and uh, yeah, I think when they want to start using cutlery, then they will. Like Fox really likes to hold a spoon. So does Presley. Even although, yeah, even although it takes him forever to uh, get anything on it, <clears throat> I just leave it to him to to do what he wants. But um, yeah, I. Uh, Carrots. When you were saying lollies, we did carrots when they were teething. That was really useful. Pickles. Um, My kids both teethed on pickles too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that would be good. Well, we apparently um, did, so I'm, so we let the kids do I did. So I was like, okay, if I survived, here, have a pickle. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. So at what point did you start introducing different foods? Like, did you start all together? Like, because... It's sort of not not that I'm saying that what you did was wrong, not yeah. at all. But on in like guides, it's like start with purees around six months, mm-hmm. around seven to nine months, a bit more textured, and then ten months, a bit more textured. Right. Did you just let everything I was go actually, on the plate? Yeah. I mean, I was talking to a friend about it the other day. I started both my kids with avocados. They're really high in fats, like healthy fats, and babies need lots of fat. So I did avocados, and I would put um. I would mash them. So it was still like mashed mm-hmm. food, but they could just pick it up instead of it being yeah. like a complete puree. They were still, you know, they were, it was still mashed. So it was still yeah. almost that consistency, but just a little bit harder. And then I would, I, sometimes I would put different seasonings on it just to give different, again, like to, for their like flavor profiles. I also did sweet potatoes and I'd actually would do sweet potato fries from like a pretty young age that they would just gnaw on. And I always put like a garam masala sauce of garam masala yep. powder on them. Again, like that's just a different seasoning that they can try. So like sweet potatoes, um, avocados, 
broccoli I did from really early on again because it's just so it's so soft. Like when you steam broccoli, the like the tops of it mm-hmm. and like they never really had an issue. No. And then as they got older, again, my kids didn't even start eating until they were about a year old. Yeah. Like food. Mm-hmm. Presley was a little bit younger, so I was way more careful with her in the beginning. But even in the beginning, she would have a banana and just sit at the table and like chomp down on a banana. Yep. Um, and once they were like a year old, but like a year to 15 months, I was, you know, rolling the avocado and flaxseed to make it a little bit harder to give it texture. Um, I would do like tofu breaded in almond flour and like bake it so then it has like the crispy texture that then they then have to like you know chew through again I did the dried mango they can gnaw on that the little pieces never really fell off but they were at an age then where they could you know maintain that a bit better all the fruits and vegetables I would chop up really small but as far as it goes I mean they were literally just kind of eating what we were eating obviously in the beginning it was more mush and as they got older it was more like in a stick form that they could hold in their fists and kind of chew on but I mean I never I didn't give my kids like solid solids like they didn't get a carrot until they had teeth you know that's not what baby (laughs) is you're still giving them like soft textured foods like applesauce and avocado and sweet potato and fruits are naturally soft. You know, if you're chopping them up really small, they can still, you know, just gnaw on them or putting them in that little meshy thing. They're still chewing on them. It's just kind of getting them feeling their food, getting those different textures and experiencing food in like a more, I guess, I don't want to say that your way isn't a natural way, but in a more natural way. No, I totally get that. Makes sense. Yeah. But I think it's, I think like when you're looking at, you're, it's still the same. Like you're still introducing the same types of foods as you would in like the pureed way. You know, you're getting, you're, you're mm-hmm. just getting their palate ready. You're introducing like the soft foods, foods that they're probably going to enjoy the taste of. But I also did, I did vegetables instead of fruit, which I know is different than that way. I did like vegetables first. Yeah. And also, you don't want them having sugar, sugar, sugar all the time. Yeah, that's why we did vegetables first. Because I think if you introduce their palate to something really sweet in the very beginning, that's what they're going to want. All and if you time, go from yeah. like an apple, an applesauce or like a really sweet pear or a strawberry and then you give them a, a, a piece of broccoli, mm. they're going to be like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I want that. I want that applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like give me the sugar. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with fructose. It's obviously so healthy for you. But I think introducing like for me personally, guys, this is just personal. But for my kids, like I introduced the more bland flavors first just because I thought it was, you know, beneficial for them to try different things. What do you do about fussy eating? How do you where do you stand if they don't like something before they've even tried? We have a rule in our house and it's a very strict rule. Like Hudson has known this rule forever. I don't know where I heard it, but I mean, I guess it's pretty basic, but I don't care if they don't like it. They don't like the smell of it. They don't like the taste of it. But I say you have to try it. And if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. As far as babies go, if Presley would have tried something and didn't like it, I would have not made, obviously you're not going to, I'm not going to force my infant to eat something she doesn't like, but I just reintroduce them frequently. Mm -hmm. And I found that when I reintroduce them, if I cook it, I might cook them differently, put a different spice on them just try it in different ways. And usually after I reintroduce it a couple of times, not always the first, not always the second, not always a third, they get to the point where they're like, Oh, actually, you know what? This isn't good. But then sometimes they don't like Presley has never liked watermelon ever. 
um, not mm-hmm. when she was little, and she still doesn't like it now, and she's two. And mm-hmm. some people like I don't. There are certain things I don't like. There are certain things I'm sure you don't like, but I do always. If there's something they don't like, I try to reintroduce it or put it in something mm-hmm. else, and they try it. And if they don't like it, that's fine. I don't force them to eat it, but they have to try it. Yes. And also, like I sometimes incentivize eating, and guess what? They finish their plate, so they must not like it. They must not hate it that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I often find that like picky eating is just them trying to get like assert control in a situation, which is fine. But it's like as a parent, it's figuring out when are they just trying to control something, and when are they actually like, I really genuinely don't like this food. <laughs> uh, yes, and they always seem to have enough room for dessert. So, oh my goodness! Right. That's always the case. And have you yeah. ever had a dessert that they didn't like? No, exactly. No. <laughs> what about you? Um, Are your kids picky or good eaters or well, probably all different? <laughs> um, they're quite similar, actually. Well, no, they're not. But um, I hated, I hated or disliked uh, seafood. And I never ate it because I didn't have to. And um, I realized when the kids started eating that they were taking their cues from us. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't eat fish, (laughs) then Jonah would say, oh, yeah, but mommy's not eating fish, so I don't have to eat it. So I started uh, eating it and also because I know that fish is very good for you. And um, yeah, and so depriving the boys of that because I didn't like it I thought was a bit unfair and so I've I've got on board with some fish not all fish I don't like shellfish still but um yeah I've tried to embrace it a little bit um and yeah that seems to help them quite a lot um and yeah the same as you if they uh try something then I will let them off if they still say they don't like it however a lot of the time, it's it's all about texture. So they don't like hmm. mushrooms or, um, well, mushrooms is the main one, actually. They do like avocado in guacamole, but they don't like it if it's norm, like full size. Yeah. Um, but I just chop up the mushrooms uh, small enough so they don't even know they're in there and trick them. Um, and nothing bad happens. So we're fine. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just, I was going to say, I think that's a really good point. Like if your kids see you eating something, they're way more likely to eat it. Like Mm -hmm. I always, I'm always shocked. I'll make myself a salad for lunch and my kids would never like, you know, traditionally eat a salad on their plate. But if I'm eating a salad, they will sit on my lap and they will keep asking for bites of my salad until my salad's Mm -hmm. gone and I didn't even get a bite, you know? Yeah. So I think like we, like you said, leading by example and eating what you want your kids to eat is a great way to get them to eat it. Yes, exactly. Uh, is there anything that you're surprised that they like that you actually expected them not to like? Um, uh, Presley likes everything. Uh, that girl has never met a food that she doesn't like. I mean, she will sit and eat garlic straight out of the pot. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like, you know, like the minced garlic. She'll just eat like spoonfuls of garlic. And I'm like, well, I guess it's probably like good for your immune system or like infections. I don't know. It's weird. She That's also so loves funny. like sauerkraut. She'll eat sauerkraut like it's nothing. And they also both love olives, which I find bizarre because I feel uh-huh. like every other kid we meet is like, no, I'm not going to eat an olive. And my kids are like, every time we go to the store, I have to stop at the olive bar and get them like a pound of olives for them to eat and seaweed. 
But again, these are things that they might have not liked the first time. Uh-huh. But then I just kept reintroducing and now it's just become like a regular mm. thing. And like Hudson yeah. hates avocados. We'll not eat an avocado for anything. But Presley will eat an avocado. I mean, Presley eat avocados every day with yeah. every meal. Any way, I co- any way I put them on her plate. But Hudson mm-hmm. would not touch an avocado. And again, I think it might actually be a texture thing, but he's not interested. Yeah. So I think no, it's just think- like every kid's different. Yeah. What about My yours? kids love olives too, actually. I don't know what it is, but it might be a European thing, Karen. Honestly, because our friend, my friend from Germany who lives here, her kids love olives too. But I've never met an American kid who's like, yes, olives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really like hummus. Yes. Um, they really enjoy that. Um, what else does? What's what else surprises me that they like? Oh yeah, Jonah's obsessed with pickles. He will <laughs> eat loads a of pickles. a whole jar. Yeah, exactly. But, did you eat pickles while you were pregnant? Do you believe in that? I didn't. No, mine was that weird t- teeth brushing thing, remember? <laughs> yeah, how can I forget? <laughs> yeah. But um, all I know is that they are eating well. And I think that, I mean, Winter, he's probably the, the picky not pickiest eater he's probably got the smallest appetite Mm -hmm. and he can go through the day without eating and then he'll have a big meal i mean pasta is always the winner they will all sit down and chow down pasta in silence until it's all gone um uh but yeah i think that winter could easily go by without um eating a lot and i find that the most difficult thing about the kids being off is remembering to feed them all of their meals <laughs> does that sound really bad like no no because i don't eat three meals a day yeah but my kids are always like if you watch my stories on instagram all day it's like i want a snack i want a snack i want a snack yeah. i want a snack so i never forget so tell yeah. me about the experience of feeding kids who don't eat all day long because i don't so i'm sure there are moms yeah. who their kids don't want to eat and they probably think oh my gosh they're not getting enough food and they're like mm. worried about their nutrition like what are your tips for that yeah winter is tiny so i i try and um focus on food groups that he does like um and then try and bulk him up with with when i know that he's gonna eat i try and hit him with as much as i can in that space mm. so like if he's having cereal in the morning if he wants Weetabix do you have Weetabix like do you know what I, I mean like and we don't have anything you quite don't really like do that. cereal eat, yeah so. no we do um, but all of our cereals are like nasty sugar filled okay so we don't well, have anything like that yeah so it's like wheat milk and I get him to have a banana with that or if he yeah like chop banana up and put it in the milk <laughs> like he loves that and a smoothie maybe um he loves the yeah he loves smoothies so I'll try and hit him with as much as I can in that space of time. So then if he misses lunch, it's fine. Because mm. um, if he was hungry, he would ask for food. Um, I just have to say no. The temptation is when he asks for things like cake or crisps, I have to say no because I'm tempted just to say, okay, because you don't eat a lot. Because, yeah. you know, he's still got to make the right choices or I still have to make the choices for him as to what he does eat when he does and things like bagels you know like if we get some um, bagels in uh, that will fill him up um, and maybe have some cream cheese on it so he's got a little bit of dairy and share that yeah Um, yeah so it's just trying to hit him 
when at I the can. right time of the day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think it's um, also important to remember, like our kids, especially when they're little, they don't need as much food as I think we think they do. It's easy to like load their plate with food, and they only like eat bits and pieces. But we have to trust that our kids know themselves better than we do, and that they're going to stop when they're full. I mean, it's better than like them eating too much and like overeating, you know. I think as with all of our episodes, we kind of have come to the um come to the what consensus? Come to the consensus. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have come to the point where we realise that all kids are different and for a lot of the time you need to rely on your own instinct and also what your kids want. Um, I mean, you know that feeding them sugar all the time is not good. And um, also, if they're not hungry, then, you know, they're okay because when they are hungry, they'll ask. So we just have to rely on ourselves to work that out. But I think um, it's key to know that... um, that you don't need to rush weaning. You don't need to get them onto solids. Mm -hmm. And if they're not taking the solids right away, you know, take a week or take two weeks, take the time and just let them, you know, you don't have to force them to eat right away. If they're not feeling solids, don't force them to eat solids. Give it a week and then come back to it. And if they still don't want it, give it a week and come back to it. Every kid is on their own schedule. And just because, Mm -hmm. you know, Gerber tells you your kid needs to start eating at six months, your kid might not really want to eat solids until, you know, seven months, eight months, Mm -hmm. or even longer. So just follow your kid's lead. Don't follow what everyone else is doing. That's my, you know, that's a huge part of it. You said earlier that you read a book that you found useful. Do you know what book that was? Do you want to recommend it? Um, It's so old. I feel like, like when I went to Lee, to Ween Presley, there were so many great like blogs and stuff on it. And just, Mm -hmm. I mean, there are Instagrams completely dedicated to baby led weaning ideas. Hold on. I have some Mm -hmm. because I just sent them to a friend or I can just put them in the link, but you know, there are so many awesome Instagrams devoted to baby led weaning meals. We have meals that will fulfill the nutrition, how to feed your baby, and like at this point now, I feel like that's even more beneficial than reading a book, you know? Mm-hmm. And it also says yeah. how, you know, how much to expect your child to eat. Like part of the reason we did baby led weeding was because I was still nursing. So again, they were getting most of their nutrition from me and then just kind of picking up extra and like touching the food and learning how to eat with the food. So again, like if you're still nursing, it might be a good option for you. Um, if you want to get your baby eating, it might not be the best option for you starting out, you know, but there, mm. yeah, I mean, it's just worth looking into. You can get uh, sweet little recipe books as well um, that will give you inspiration. Yeah. Sometimes that's quite difficult is to lack in inspiration for what you mm. need to yeah. create a balanced meal. Yeah. And that's the other thing I was going to say, like smoothies were such a huge part of my kids beginning stages of food. Mm-hmm. because you could just pack such a punch as far as like nutrients go when they were babies and they weren't really into food yet I would put a smoothie in a reusable pouch like I have some of like the eco reusable pouches and they would just I mean go ham on a green smoothie and that's always mm-hmm. a good that's always a good option uh I think that we have uh covered a lot of bases there 
Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to say the part this time because you always say it. <laughs> I think we're I think we're about finished this episode. I think we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about. So, Karen, the last thing. Do you have any advice? What would your one piece of advice be to a new mom <laughs> who's trying to wean her baby onto solid foods? I feel like you're making fun of me, Alexa. No, I'm not. I just always feel bad at the end of the episode when you say it and you've asked all the questions and I haven't done anything. And I'm like, oh, dang it, she did it again. And you almost did it. So I had to interrupt you and do it because I've been waiting for the moment. <laughs> okay. So my one piece of advice would be... <laughs> It's always the same piece of advice, though, isn't it? Trust no. your gut. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, my one piece of advice would be if you're unsure about how to approach weaning with your child, then do some research, talk to people, talk to your friends, look on Instagram for some inspiration because there are so many good resources out there. And I think we've already touched on that, but I think that's really, really true. Yeah. Um, Spend some time. It's you know, it's an important part of mm-hmm. your child's life. You're introducing them to food, which, you know, is a huge thing. And I'm not saying, you know, you need to have a parade about it, but you know That'd be fun though. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Happy food no, sorry, happy food day. Um <laughs> yeah, just be mindful and conscious of how you want to feed your child, what you want to feed them, whether, you know, you're all the foods vegetarian vegan you know think about how you want to approach it and uh, then do a little bit of research and remember that the way that you're introducing food now is going to affect them you know essentially forever Mm -hmm. the foods that you're choosing and you know the flavors and the textures that's the basis like that's the beginning of their life of eating food so Mm -hmm. I think people just like pick up a puree or pick up a you know a piece of cake or like a donut and give it to their kid without actually thinking like, what are the ramifications of this? Like, what do I actually want my kid to take from everything that they eat? Sorry. I take, I take their food very seriously. So just ignore me most of the time. <laughs> no, I think that's why I said what you, what I said, because yeah. I know how, um, how mindful you are. And I think that's a really, but not just me. A really good example. I think, well, I mean, I, I'm, you too. I'm, it's not, not about purees or, you know, baby led weaning. It's more just like what you're choosing to feed them. You know, I see some people giving their babies, you know, a full donut when they're eight months old. And you just have to think, you know, what what are you encouraging? What kind of food choices are you encouraging them to make in the future? So, yeah, but that's not even my piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to wrap up this episode before you tell me off again? Oh, no, no, you can wrap it up. I don't like doing that. No, please. <laughs> After you. No, because I've just been talking for like 10 minutes. So you have to. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. And as usual, give us a five-star rating if you're on Apple. Leave a review if you'd like. It means the world to us. 